Shut up, I love it. Okay, so if you're such a big fan of Joe and Sasha, name five podcasts they're on. Go. <laughs> Shut up. I love it. I was going to uh, name like two. <laughs> there might, there, maybe that one is, well, we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. I'm Joe Cabello, and what podcast of ours is this, Sasha? This is Shut Up, I Love It, and I'm Sasha Feiler. This podcast is about things we and our guests love. They are hated otherwise by the rest of the world, or at least misunderstood. Joining us today, a returning guest, she is a writer, gamer, comedian. Welcome, welcome, Carolyn Page. Well, hello. Oh, thank you for having me. Can you name the five podcasts? I can't. I thought that this, I don't know. You're not a real fan. I'm not a real fan. I have very few fandoms. And there, it's not you guys. Wow. <laughs> you don't know how often I hear that. <laughs> so, <I'm- laughs> Carolyn, it's so good to have you back. Oh, thank you. It's so good to be here. This is my favorite place in the world, is being on in a Zoom your, call with you two. In your bathroom, which I don't think In my bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's <I> beautiful. <laughs> I just moved. This is great uh, for a podcast. I just moved my, like, studio set up around. So I mm-hmm. had, like, these lush plants and, like, jungle in my background. And now mm-hmm. it's just, like, uh, very cheap foam, like, soundproofing in the background. So I'm really trying to up up the visual quality. But the audio sounds great, right? I yeah. love it. It, is, it does sound good. And let me give you a tip. The, buying more expensive foam won't make it look better. So Mm-mm. just don't don't buy more expensive <laughs> foam. Stick Mm-mm. with the cheap foam. Yeah, that sounds good. What else are you here to talk about, Carolyn, besides foam and things like not being our fans? And us. <laughs> All right. I'm here to talk about something. This may be... I know y'all do some spicy stuff on this pod, Mm. but this may be the most controversial topic you've ever had. I love it. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. Now, are we talking about managers and agents who are keeping me from getting all those jobs in Hollywood? I'm talking about gatekeeping in two (laughs) ways. Okay? One, good, old-fashioned... I am a guard dressed in one of those sort of condom-shaped metal hats Mm -hmm. with the iron banding, maybe a little leather in there. Mm -hmm. You're a weary traveler at night. I'm gatekeeping. You cannot get into the village unless someone here vouches for you. And and no one would, even (laughs) the least wise of doubters, would say those gatekeepers (laughs) are pretty great. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) There's very misunderstood... (laughs) Those gatekeepers, I miss that. Two, there's a different kind of gatekeeping as well, which is probably the more controversial (laughs) one, which is I looked up the, the, uh, I thought for the sake of this argument, the urban dictionary definition would be suffice. Yeah, this is an urban dictionary (laughs) territory. You know, you're not going to get the good one. Our favorite dictionary, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no Wikipedia. You get your Funk Wagnalls out of here. That's a dictionary. You get your all the other what, King James dictionary. That's the Bible. Out of here. Gatekeeping is when someone sets a standard or limit on someone what on what someone must do to call themselves a true fan of something or someone. 
All right, we're getting really deep into the nerd culture already. I'm already like just exactly. drowning, drowning already. Yes, and there's been a huge... It seems like it's been in the last five, ten years, maybe more uh, like as Twitter and more internet communication has opened up that people have said gatekeeping is bad. Right. right. Is that something you've sensed? Yes, definitely. I think we didn't know, people didn't know what to call it. But then also, nerds were much easier to dismiss. Oh, I and miss if those they, days. If, <laughs> that's what... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's gatekeeping is uh makes me a curmudgeon because i miss it because it was all i had those nerd identities growing up as a kid getting teased and bullied i could go home and revel in the fact that i was actually better than all those kids at school because i had read the silmarillion they hadn't read the mm-hmm. Silmarillion. No, they, they haven't. They haven't even read all the Animorphs books. Like, do you I think they've read. read it by now? I don't think they've they read still, it by now. They still haven't. Uh, <laughs> Most people really don't enjoy that book, but it's one of my favorites because it's like the Bible, but with elves in it. Sure, I yeah. read it in Russian, so here we go. That you that's did? even yeah, that's more like gatekeeping. If you didn't read the Silmarillion in <laughs> Russian, then you're not and it's a native true one. Russian. <laughs> Well, I'm so curious about, now I want to interview you about what Mm. that was like. How's the translation? I wouldn't know because I've never read it in English. So all I was given was, you know, the the Russian version of it. uh And I remember really liking it and being like, totally. Yeah, like, it's good. Like, I want to know more. Yeah. Yeah. I I I bought it it. and I started reading it. And then I stopped and I just watched these two uh, nerds do a YouTube video explaining it. Or like a series. And they would start every episode. My Gavanin, Melanine. We're here to talk about... (laughs) And just amazing stuff. That's like a welcome (laughs) greeting in Elvish or something. Oh, I... You know know. that. You know. know I know you know that, gatekeeper. (laughs) I do know that. Because it says it at the top of the... Uh, Tolkien Dictionary webpage that I have bookmarked on my browser. So let's I oh, frequently God. need to uh, <laughs> visit translate Elvish to English constantly. <laughs> it's a problem all the time. Get those Elvish out of our country so we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> don't know. Now that's gatekeeping. No, that's a different <laughs> kind of gatekeeping. So I had as a as a young child, I was a nerd. And I was like, this is my shit. You all can have your sports. You all can have your friends. You all Uh can get invited to Amy's birthday party. Fucking Amy, man. But I had the nerd shit. And then, lo and I think, here's what I think it was. I think it was, lo and behold, new Star Wars movies came out. (gasps) All of a sudden, everyone's into Darth Maul. Oh, So that's what you are cool. So you would say that's what marked the opening of those gates, the flooding. I think that is probably what marked the flooding of the gates. A bit of MCU too. Yeah, I was going to say you could definitely blame the MCU. They turned the most, uh, like the nerdiest shit into the most mainstream. And for people like me in the room, what's MCU? That's the Marvel Cinematic Ah, Universe. See, that's all the Marvel. That's yeah, all that garbage. Sorry, I have. so much respect. Oh no, it's that is garbage. I I'll gatekeep that shit. I'm like unless you've read the fucking original Avengers comics. Oh, you like Spider-Man? Oh, you like Spider-Man? Oh, far from home. 
Have you read the original Spider-Man? It's hilarious, and it really stands up. Yeah, and for, like for Spider-Man, for me, I would never say I'm a Spider-Man fan, even though I I enjoy Spider-Man. But that's just, my only connection with Spider-Man is the Spider-Man animated series. And I know that makes me a noob, and I don't know shit about Spider-Man. But <laughs> other people, that's all they know, and they're like, oh, dude, I love Spider-Man so much. Yeah. <laughs> so you're citing Star Wars, you're citing the MCU. I kind of want to get to the heart of your ire here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe we can do that by talking about a specific thing you've seen recently that's really if there is one that's pissed you off as far as like seeing fans come out that you're like no this is ours is there anything like that there is a big big one like that and mm-hmm. it's something that's very near and dear to the nerd community and that's cosplay Mm. I used to dress up in shit before there was a word for cosplay. As the condom, right, that you just described earlier. <laughs> the condom, yeah. 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 I would dress up as an old-timey guard and go stand outside the Olive Garden in my hometown of Greeley, Colorado, and stop old people from going in. No, I, I would dress up as a kid. I would go in costume to school portrait day. Again, I had nice. a lot of popularity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would... <laughs> I would, you know, do these. My mom is a seamstress and a costume designer and Sick. would. Yeah, she's fucking rad. Barb rules. Um, shout and out. I, a shout out to Barb. She <laughs> does, does not consume <laughs> anything I make. <laughs> so she will not hear this. Not Fuck even you, your mom. banana bread. Not even banana bread. She eats my <laughs> cheese ball Thanksgiving, but it's really good. Everyone does that. Um and she would make me these elaborate Halloween costumes and I would, you know, dress up for fun occasions and stuff. And then everyone else started cosplaying with hundreds of dollars and dozens of hours of work on these elaborate costumes. And I was like, oh, my scrappy, you know, to-do attitude isn't enough anymore. And when was that? When did that gate got flooded? I I'm going to say that that's feels like within the past i guess probably 10 years it's no, been I'm a while i'm just building a timeline here in my brain yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh and on that and on that um like charlie day style conspiracy board behind yeah. you yeah, yeah you're building a timeline there too it's when happening did it right behind start? when did it start <laughs> but I, I am gonna say to that to that the costuming and the cosplaying effect i am glad that the gates have burst enough that it now is socially acceptable to wear a cape or cloak at any time. Right. And I am glad of that. And I'm in the market for a cape right now, actually. I'm uh, going with an archer's cape, I believe, because <gasps> it's a really nice half-style cape for my wedding. Uh, spoiler oh, for those oh, coming to the wedding. Oh, what a spoiler. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anymore, because that's, that's just spoiled <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just because it's cool, not because I'm cosplaying... But yeah, I can see what you mean, especially now you're, you go to stores and you can even see that they have right. uh, cosplay stuff. Or if it's not cosplay stuff, it's like Target selling Sailor Moon shirts. And you're like, what the fuck is going right. on here? So that was not a thing right. 10 years ago? I mean, like, not, I, I... not at Target. Target mm-hmm. was still selling like Sprite Dot 
t-shirts. They weren't selling, <laughs> like, you should have to spend, like, $86 to ship a Sailor Moon shirt. From Japan. Yeah, <laughs> that's what right. I remember, paying $8 for stickers of Sailor Moon stickers. <laughs> that's what they should have to do to be a yeah. nerd and a fan. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. I think it's also too I was so shamed for liking nerd stuff as a kid that I developed a habit like a cat bearing its own shit in the litter box. It's like let me do this thing in peace. This is just for me. No one else gets to see and that's my nerd shit and that's the gate that I need to keep. Oh. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I, it's bordering on antisocial. Yeah. If it isn't completely antisocial. 100%. Um, and maybe there's some damage there, too. <laughs> like, sure. I think this is wrapped up in personal damage, and that's not a bad thing. Did I, I mean, skip therapy like, today? Yes. <laughs> this is it. You did not. You're in it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no. Oh, wouldn't that be a mindfuck to have two therapists? Oh, God. Then you'd end up being the therapist <laughs> to us. They're fighting. Yeah. Couples therapy for podcast hosts. <laughs> Good idea. We'll so start it here. We already started it. So <laughs> when you say gatekeeping, you really mean um, like it's it's a good thing and you miss it and you wish it came back in some shape and form. But, you know, the, the ship has sailed. Like, the ship has sailed. The gates are open. You know, the the floodgates have broken down. But the gatekeeping, that it made me feel superior. It made mm-hmm. me feel like I was better than people. And I don't have that anymore. So you feel like the little nerds in their small Colorado towns, they don't have that anymore, right? Like, I don't what, think what they, do they have do? that anymore. Like, what do they have? I think now it's a real shame that there's these, like, thriving, positive, engaged communities around different fandoms instead of, like five people telling you that you're not good enough to be part of the fandom. I miss that. I wanted to be one of those five people. Well, because you had to be smart, right? You had to be in the Mensa Society, right? To, like, enter it. Right, right. And now it's just anybody with any IQ of of the fandom knowledge can enter it. Yeah. And all these people saying, oh, you can just like what you like. Don't yuck other people's yums. And to that, I say, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> Who off. says that? Don't yak other people's yums? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all the time. De- definitely. We, I see we it. here at Shut Up, I Love It yum other people's yaks. Like, right? <laughs> or what do we do? That's true. <laughs> that is you we guys always do. go against the grain. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. And, you know, we're speaking, I think, uh, specifically to nerd culture. Right? Because I yeah. would say. If I went, if I was talking to some sports guys who were really into football and they're like, oh, you like football? I'm like, yeah, I, I love it. And they're like, what's your favorite team? I'm like, well, I don't really know. I guess the 49ers. And they're like, oh, did you see the game? Like, what? who's your favorite player? And I'm like, I don't know. They'd be like, all right, you're a fucking idiot. So it's I as if it's still are. exists I think you are. If you say you're a football player and you don't know your favorite team, if you if you're a football fan and you don't know your favorite team, Maybe just choose or just make one up. You got to lie sometimes to get through the gates. Yeah. But that that I feel mm-hmm. like it's no one saying just let them enjoy it in the sports world. Like it's as if they've kept gatekeeping <laughs> more than the nerd culture has. Maybe it's gotten even more toxic because that's where the gatekeepers have gone. 
the nerds were like, oh, it's too popular now. Let me go be a Bengals fan. <laughs> and cosplay. Now, yeah, <laughs> cosplay. I mean, Carolyn, you're a young person, but I something tells me, though, that still being like a kid and really being a nerd in the, in the sense that you described it, something has to do with like the lack of access, accessibility, like the one that internet gave us. Because I feel like, mm -hmm. right? Because like it's almost like you have to do your own research. You have mm -hmm. to like get on your feet, get out of your house to get that knowledge or possibly meet with this, another nerd that's super into whatever you're into. And now yeah. it's just everything is at the tips of your finger, your fingertips. You can uh, go on Amazon, order any cos cosplay that you, shitty cosplay that you ever wanted. Yeah. May I yeah. give an example too of, where where I side with you on it? Please do. Because uh, there's a new Hellraiser. Hellraiser, I love Hellraiser. One and two, specifically. The other <laughs> Hellraiser movies I actually haven't seen. Um, but a new not show. A, not a real fan. Not a yeah, real fan. yeah, and this isn't about me being a real <laughs> fan, actually. So I do absolve myself. Uh, but the, there's going to be a new show coming out. And okay. uh, Pinhead is uh, a female actress, is playing Pinhead. Okay. And you had great. a lot of, a lot of supposed horror fans saying, "Oh, this is, this is ridiculous. You know, this isn't true to the character." Right. And these supposed fans don't realize that in the original book that it's the movie was based off of Pinhead was a woman. Really. So, that's I think those people need to be have been gatekeeped. Yes. Because do your basic research around the thing you seem to enjoy if you're going to have opinions on it and get That's in the conversation. The That's the worst when people get opinions and they haven't even looked up the first thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that should be oh. gatekeeped. Uh, yes. In my opinion. The same thing uh, that brings me to a point which I've been talking about a lot lately. Like, let's do a little bit gate more gatekeeping on who who gets to be an expert. Because if I hear one more fucking person say I've done my own research, I'm gonna gouge my eyes out. Because you don't, you haven't done your own research. You don't have access to a lab or mm -hmm. research assistants or know the first fucking thing about like what research entails. It's a very tedious, long process. You don't have a huge pool of peers doing the same research and reviewing your research. That's no. doing your fucking research. No, that feels like we need to specify. What are we talking about here? COVID vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think And I just think so. general, like, yeah. I got into a discussion with a cabbie the other day about masks and... uh he was against, or she was against it? He was against them. And it just blew my, it just, I mean, constantly blows my mind. So I would like to gatekeep those people from mm -hmm. having opinions. From but having I think health. that's a little. <laughs> well, it gets, I, I want to shout out a uh, former guest, Kyle Dotson tweeted, I did my own research. The vaccines work. Because <laughs> you only ever hear, I did my research. The vaccines are bullshit. Well, that's someone's awesome. done their research and they do work. So. That's good. That's I'm glad he could be that voice for <laughs> and, uh, that. Zero likes, but uh, I don't even like it. <laughs> Shout out, Kyle. Now uh, he will get a <laughs> sea of likes after this episode. <laughs> hey, we go look yeah. him up. At Kyle Dodson, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it's. 
Sasha, have you ever experienced gatekeeping or what's your, what's happened to you? You know what happened to me? I, in, in some way, I feel like I'm the very proof of what, how gatekeeping is wrong <gasps> or, or is right. And you are, and you are right, Carolyn. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm the bad Plot person twist. is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know it's all twisting back and forth. It's like a snake, you know, the whole thing. But what I'm saying is that like, how in the world did I, you know, write on Robot Chicken when everybody else in the room knew so much fucking shit about everything. Like MCU, we're talking about like, which costumes like on, um, like from comic books, they knew which costumes on Superman had nipples stick out and which didn't from which issue had, you know, more sexually open Superman and which didn't like I mean people knew wow. so much shit about it like and some people knew even more than other people there was like a hierarchy of how much people knew about everything now that's gatekeeping and I was you know like just uh, you know like a naive child with my eyes open but like also <laughs> incorporating my fresh perspective and adding maybe those sketches that did not have to do with that nerd culture materials but for the most part robot chicken is that so it is funny to me <laughs> listening to you would be like no i've been around those people who are super nerds you know <laughs> and then i compare those super nerds to like what i thought nerds were which were basically improvisers when improv was hot slash existed remember that Ugh, improv i do it? miss it yeah i'm still going back and forth i'm 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 doing all right um <laughs> clown is doing okay for me so then I would be um, seeing all these people making constant, I don't know how, how Joe, you feel about it, but there would be like a lot of like nerd, like related uh, scenes in improv and they were all very similar to one another. And so it seemed to me like these are the people who are the nerds, but I feel like they weren't. They already were part of the flood, mm. like now looking back. Mm. But I'm curious to hear, Joe, what you think and maybe Carolyn, you also have an opinion on that. But I feel like I am the proof that gatekeeping should exist um, in some way. Because it's like, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy the way things worked you're, out. It's you're just, arguing <laughs> that you shouldn't have been hired for one of the best opportunities some, you've had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I think so. Because, um, like, just to be, like, in the, in the more objective way. Like, not in the way that, like, did it work? No, of course it worked out. But, like, in the sense of, like... But those people fucking deserved it who were in the room. You saw and they were a on a different player. level. You <laughs> yeah, could well, see and yeah, sense. Oh, no. It was, they were talking a foreign language the whole time. Yeah. Love I my love guys. that. Mm -hmm. I had a great time. What do you think about improv, Joe? Like, how do you <laughs> ever feel about, about that? Well, <laughs> just to touch on that uh, before we move far away from improv is uh, I think improv really benefited from having a surface level knowledge of many things. And there were some people who had deep knowledge, but, you know, if you could just, like, make a spider bat reference in an improv show, get, yeah, everybody thought you were a genius. <laughs> but that poll is maybe just from the animated series, and you don't know anything about it beyond that. So I think it does lend itself to a lot of that, like, faux nerd Faux nerd. Faux nerdism. That's so interesting because so often jokes are like deep references are mistaken as a joke which they're not the same thing saying i Great know point. what this is mm -hmm. is yes. not a joke but other people will laugh because when we see something we recognize and it's in a funny context that we know things are supposed to be funny we do laugh at it 
So if you're, that's a hot tip for improvisers, any comedians, content creators. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a joke, just make a reference. People are fucking stupid and they probably won't know the difference. Which is basically improv. Yeah, you just go like, (laughs) let's watch Tom Cruise's Legend. And everyone's like, oh my God, they remember that movie. Or just being like any sort of expert on something and like bring it in with heat, like with strong opinion into the scene. Yeah, you start people like laugh and like hearing laugh in the audience. Because I know shitload about dogs and dog training. So me just like coming in with a strong opinion would like, yeah, raise people's hairs. Like, oh, whoa, shit. Like, what is that? That's crazy. That can't be true. And it's like, no, I'm an expert. That's why mm-hmm. I'm an expert. And in the more general sense with the gatekeeping, in my experience, there's a moment when you like really know something and you meet someone else and then you start talking about it. And when you guys both are on that and you're like pulling deep things and discussing them and it's really exciting. But then there's moment there's moments where someone's like, oh, yes, I love X, Y, Z. And you're like, oh, cool. Here's a deep pull about it. Do you like that? And they're like, well, I don't really know. And mm-hmm. and then you, you're you just hit. It's so heartbreaking. <laughs> and even with simple things, writing is that way. You meet a lot of people who are like, horses? oh, yeah, I love screenwriting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, writing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know anything. I'm Gatekeep me out of horse riding. <laughs> but as a writer, you know, like I've been in the trenches of, you know, really writing a lot. And they're like, oh, yeah wrote a screenplay once or thought about it. Yeah, that's really cool. And you're like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Like, <laughs> you've thought about writing it. You've had an idea for a screenplay. Like, yes, no, everyone dude. has an yeah, idea for It's a like, you are not anything. You're so far from anything. You might as well talk to okay. me about something <laughs> else. I think we're talking about fakeness in general, about people being fake that is i think that is oh, what we're gatekeeping against right because the a nerd in nerd culture which i think we do want to push it back to that because mm-hmm. i we think are. that's specifically your your expertise too is you know you have a lot of people saying i love this and there isn't really anything to back up that love and Isn't that's that heartbreaking. Love Easy so? love. Easy love is no love, no right? Love is. Easy love is no love. That's the most Russian shit I've ever heard in my life. I just made it up looking at y'all talking about how <laughs> you have to know. That's what Russians do. You have to know a bunch of shit in order to claim that you love something. I think that gatekeeping is no longer possible because of the internet. Like what kept those gates was that there were so few people who like knew or gave a shit about a certain topic. And now you have access to a favorite saying of mine has always been if you Easy think you're love one in a million. Is no love. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's my new favorite saying. Uh, I'm getting that tattooed on my ankle later. Uh, favorite saying was always if you think you're one in a million, there's 10,000 people just like you in China. Mm-hmm. And I think that holds true. And now it's like all those people who are from disparate fandoms, whatever, have now found each other on the internet. So there's less gatekeeping because it's a bigger, there's more like portals through the gate. Right. And face-to-face is a lot different. You go into the comic book shop and act like an asshole. You're going to feel like an asshole. On the internet, you put a, you say a tweet about like, oh, the Spider-Man's never done this. And you're wrong because you're ignorant to it. Then someone yeah. comments on you and it's like, actually, that's wrong. And then a bunch of people pop in that are their followers and go, you're being mean. Stop. And you're, no, 
fuck the original tweeter. <laughs> like, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of this is internet based, right? Because. Totally. We, we can be bullshitters online. Totally. And I'm saying, too, that I have this fragile ego <laughs> that needs validation by lording things over other people. And that's not possible anymore. And being the chosen one on some level, right? Like, Okay, I have a note written down to discuss a specific talking point about Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars is a story about a boy, a young person in a backwater area who has needs to escape and get, is flees and has magical powers and is the chosen one. That was a story about me for me. No one else has experienced that journey and that was mine. And now that everyone likes it, it's taken away from me. I understand that. Because it right? is my favorite archetype of the story. And I can see how... <laughs> everybody just taking over it would be like will bum me out because right. i'd be like well i am i was a girl and i identified with this boy because that was the coolest story i ever knew right and i you know i felt like i am that and now why the, is everybody right you know connecting to that like it shouldn't be connecting so easily to that let's call it i don't know he's a hero let's he goes on a journey we'll call it his hero's journey that luke That's goes catchy. through that's catchy. I just came up with that. That was a for me that a niche story about the hero's journey for me specifically and only. And I need to gatekeep everyone out of it. Do you think then that uh, Harry Potter shit was fucked up right away because so many people immediately connected to it? Funnily enough, when I would eagerly await those books mm -hmm. and then not sleep until I had finished them when they were coming out would read them straight through the night unto the dawn. I would not, I would make my mom go to the bookstore for the midnight Barb. release because Barb, because I couldn't be around all those people. Later I learned I have anxiety that is triggered by being in a crowd. But as a child- <laughs> Two therapists told you, the two therapists were fighting yeah. and they figured it out. Yeah, exactly. But I thought then that it was also because I didn't want these fucking fake fans around because mm -hmm. they didn't love Harry Potter as much as I love Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling is a fucking turf and she can go fuck herself. But that story belongs to the world now. And trans lives matter and trans rights are important. And everyone should get out there and adopt an election, this coming election, and get active. Adopt a trans person, too. Yeah, you can do that too. That's great. Mm -hmm. Just adopt. adopt. Just adopt. Election, adopt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adopt it all. Any, any, anyone or thing you want to adopt, go ahead. So it's very personal, you know, <laughs> to you, this, uh, uh, the idea to gatekeep. Do you see any flaws in that? Um, can you, can you address that? I will say this. In T.S. Eliot's The Once and Future King, which I read because that was a book that Magneto was reading in the second X-Men movie when he's in his plastic prison. I read it and I was like, this shit utterly slaps. It's one of my favorite books. 
in that book, the character of Lancelot, it's the Arthurian story, the once future king, the character of Lancelot is an inherently bad person. And he has to fight against that. And he does good. He's a knight. He's a noble, the best knight of the realm. He ends up fucking his best friend's wife, but that's like, I'm hey. not here to judge that's that. That's deeper legend. That's hey. I, that's later. You know, I'm not fine. here to judge that. That's not my business. But he is, I call it this his Lancelot complex because he is inherently a bad person, but he has to struggle to make good choices. So I do that now with gatekeeping. I have to, I have that within me and I struggle to make the good choice and I do that. And so that makes me a good person now. Does that make sense? The struggle is what makes you good. The struggle of choosing to let others in makes me a good person. So in that way, gatekeeping has made me a better person. So mini mini hero's journey every time you have to make that choice. Mini hero's journey every Mm -hmm. Every single conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes remind- multiple times in a conversation. It's fucked. It really reminds me of a quote, easy love is no love. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Right? <sighs> that is so true. I'm making t-shirts for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that belongs in like the vi- in episode of WandaVision or something. It's along the lines <laughs> oh, of grief wow. is just love persevering. Would say you to gatekeeping as it's uh, like against women, against minorities in the nerd culture, because I think a lot of the hatred towards gatekeeping also comes from that. It, it or it's almost used as a word uh, akin to sexism and racism because there is a lot of gatekeeping around. Like, hey, black kids were watching Dragon Ball Z too. At the same time as me, but then still they're treated like, hey, you you don't know that. You don't know anything about that. And that's, of course, changing rapidly, if not changed already. But that is something we saw. So what say you to that type of gatekeeping? Now, I say to that, I use a different word for that. That word is bigotry. That is far and away what I'm not talking about yeah i know you gatekeeping should be a light fun hearted a diverse group of nerds who are united only by their poor eyesight and itchy body hair situation (laughs) that's my ideal group of nerds where beard and acne combine into one landscape exactly (laughs) for your non-beard having nerds i would say your pube hairs are itchy, maybe. <laughs> maybe your armpit hairs are ingrown somehow. Sure. Something like that. But you have bad eyesight and have probably had or need extensive dental work. Sounds and like a description of all me as a fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. From pubes that, to armpits, yeah. Yeah. So itchy. And, and really, that's all across, you know, any, any spectrum of, of humanity, of all the beautiful facets of humanity you find that so almost you're you're saying that uh in that in those situations gatekeeping is the the like sword and shield that bigotry is wielding and to even use gatekeeping as the as the term that what's happening there is actually is wrong because you're ignoring the bigger problem 
Sure. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> not – I hadn't thought that deeply about it, but I love that sword and shield metaphor. And, yeah, absolutely. Anyone who is bigoted – Like J.K. Rowling. Like J.K. Rowling should absolutely get fucked. <laughs> that's – make another T-shirt. <laughs> Get T Republic on the line because we got a couple of them. Ring, ring, T Republic. They're like, we can't print that. That's offensive. (laughs) Do you see a solution at all to in this Wild West? The battle is already lost, it seems, to be able to get keep. Do you see any solution to, uh, to preserving it? I do. I think that everyone should stop liking that shit and just leave it for me. (laughs) Let me hoard it like a little goblin in my cave. That's all that I'm asking is for everyone to not watch Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or any of the other stuff I like. Just leave it alone for me. It was, I found it first. It's my own, my precious. That's all that's all that I'm saying. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request. <laughs> it's a request, <laughs> certainly. And it's only going to get worse before it gets better. I will warn everybody. We have a Lord of the Rings TV series coming out. It's true. And I heard Jeff Bezos is in the writers room a lot, so Is he you really? No. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, but the <laughs> fact that you don't know that, you may not be a real fan. Of Jeff Bezos. I'm, I'm so scared for that. I, no, I'm excited for that. You can series. feel two feelings about it. it I'm scared both. and excited because it's so... Uh, I feel like I just, now with the stuff that I like, I'm just like shovel shit in my face. Like whatever you want it to be, I will be happy with it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe those will be empty words. Can I pitch another solution to bring gatekeeping back? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you All right, shouldn't have let's asked. Hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. It's my podcast, goddammit. <laughs> um, create more nerdy stuff that nobody else is allowed to enter. Like make fucking the Mensa Society of the next nerd series of books or comic books that nobody else is allowed to read. I think that's a really good solution that I will make either a book or film or series that is on par with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and not share it with anyone or let anyone know about it. And I think I can do that by myself totally. You can share it if somebody passes the test. Oh, Oh, yeah. Gatekeeping the content. Going back to the condom at the gate. Answer the questions. I will be the real gatekeeper. I will dress up like a sphinx, mm-hmm. hence reigniting my love of cosplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, like have Barb make the costume. Barb is actually currently working on a costume uh, for me that is like the queen's costume from Bridgerton because I'm going to a Bridgerton ball mm-hmm. next month. Very fun. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Barb. Barb's just Shout killing out to it. Barb. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into the ratings, I'm sure, very soon. But I just want to <laughs> share when I got gatekeeped pretty hard recently. Okay. 
I was playing online trivia, and there was a, a new person in it who was in our team. And uh, as you can see, I have a bunch of like Gundam models behind me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do enjoy Gundam, and he saw those. He's like, oh, cool, you, you like anime? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of anime. And then he just says, like, I don't even, I'll have to make it up, but he's like, did you see the newest episode of Ignacio 1-2 Blue Alpha? Just, like, some obscure anime (laughs) that I had to type and look up, and I'm like, this shit's not even, like, on Crunchyroll or anything. Like, you have to pirate this shit. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, to pull that out, like, why would you ask that? See, that's so beautiful. You can make someone else feel bad and yourself feel better by mm. just referencing something that you are aware of. That's beautiful. That's power. He really wielded it over me. Although I would argue maybe <laughs> some things are too big of topics to gatekeep. Like, sorry, I haven't seen every anime. <laughs> that's the thing with comics, too. Like you were talking about earlier, Sasha, is like, those those people may have known a ton about Superman, but, like, how much did they know about Silver Surfer? Like, DC and Marvel, even within the comic They did world, not love so DC much. as much. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It because Marvel's better. Yeah. I mean, it's a fact. It's just always been research. one. I've done my own research. Yeah. And that research is looking at Wolverine's dick. Bulge. Mm-hmm. You know he's just stacked, and especially his short stature makes it look even bigger. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's got that Canadian chode, no doubt. <laughs> oh yeah, so the hair far past the phallus itself, and Ooh. itchy, and it's itchy. It's very itchy. <laughs> and it's no itchy. acne though. No acne. It would heal itself. Mm. Why Too don't quickly. we get into the ratings? Unless you have any other things you want to bring up, Caroline. I feel like we could probably rant for hours about this topic. I have one more thing to say about actual gatekeepers and why actual gatekeeping is cool. Because if you have to answer a riddle or know a password to get into somewhere, that's badass. Mm -hmm. And then two, gatekeepers would also presumably know the friendly townsfolk, and that's also cool. (laughs) That's all. That's yeah. my last word. We, Boom. We might need to do another episode on specifically talking more about those gatekeepers because they, <laughs> they are something. They're pillars of our community. Love it. All right. Let's get into the ratings. Let me let's explain how the rating systems how do goes. They work? And if you don't know how it works, then are you really a fan of this show? Ooh. <laughs> we are going I to. I don't ra- and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> another thing we get a lot. We are going to rate this gatekeeping on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as a basis. It can be anything. You could uh, uh, choose uh, chocolate chip cookies because you think those are better. You could choose bigotry, whatever you want to do. You could choose it. And if that doesn't make sense, we will go first, me and Sasha. I'll go first. Oh, okay. Wow. I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) Hunger Games. Um, Ever heard of it? I'm going to raid gatekeeping against two therapists (laughs) fighting Uh over Uh giving you the right diagnosis. Um, I don't like traditional therapy. There's nothing for me there. I realized The second most Russian thing that I've ever heard. Um, (laughs) I've had many a therapist 
And I'm realizing that the courses on meditation and self-compassion, the least Russian thing you'd hear, is what <laughs> really connects with me. And oh. analysis and all this other dream interpretation. No, thank you. Hmm. So not for me. I like the more modern style of therapy that includes mindfulness and mindful self-compassion. So, but uh, I would love to see like a, two of my previous therapists, both are old white men fighting over giving me a right diagnosis. <laughs> I'll definitely rate that at a nine. I'll give Ooh. it a nine. Yeah. Gatekeeping against... Uh, People like myself, I'd say, because I, it's very interesting to me because I, by all standards, was a nerd in Russia growing up in Siberia, but there was no such thing as a nerd. Mm. Mm. So um, talk about being isolated, <laughs> uh, where I did read, you know, Lord of the Rings, no one else did and all that stuff, but talk about not knowing what that is nerd or having other nerds to connect to so i think it's it's a lonely place to be by myself or with a couple of other nerds i'd say let more people in so i make oh. this for myself for my young sasha i'm speaking mm. let the people in and you know i never enjoyed the scenes in improv where i didn't know what the references were and i wish <laughs> i'd known them and i wish i'd known which comic books feature the superman's nipples nice and hard i wish i knew i wish i had those answers and i feel like i'm gonna look that up i would have enjoyed those answers if given the chance but i for some reason you know maybe gatekeeping i was never i was never given those a answers mm. so i'm gonna give gatekeeping a four Okay. From my little island that I okay. live on. Brutal. Brutal. Joe, what about you? I feel you? like a real fucking idiot uh, right now. Well, you <sighs> still got me. I mean, we'll see if you feel like a super incredible fucking idiot or if Let's not. Let's see. Hurt my feelings. Let's see. So I think we are in a time where we are losing more and more universal truths. You see it with we even brought up masks and vaccines and all this. There is, there seems to be things we once held true are no longer. They're up for debate. It's very strange. And to me, people try to say, hey, because I like the thing, that makes me a real fan. But no. <laughs> it, it simply doesn't. And that's okay. <laughs> You still like the mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. but no, a real fan would look into it. They would understand it. They would crave to understand it. And that's just true. That is just <laughs> true. You can't say, well, no, I'm just as much of a fan as someone who did, uh, upon liking it, study it, want to devour it. You're simply not. <laughs> I'm going to rate it against Cowboy Bebop, the live action adaptation series. <laughs> Whoa. And no, no, I'm going to clarify that. I'm going to rate it against people who liked that series. I, did, did you watch the whole thing or just the pilot? I watched the whole thing. Okay. And if you liked it, I mean, certainly good for you. <laughs> but it shows me that you don't understand a fucking thing about Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. The source and that's material. how you yuck someone else's yum. Mm. Yeah, you don't understand it. If you liked it, then I'm sorry. 
you don't understand the source material because this it's so offensive to the source material <laughs> it so has missed the mark that uh <laughs> the only way i can respect you is if you haven't seen or didn't even know that the source material existed but <laughs> if the angriest you, i've seen joe in the <laughs> 10 years yeah, of really yeah if you have watched cowboy bebop the live action and you've watched the animated series and you like the live action I'm sorry, but you were never a real fan. You must have watched it while you were vacuuming or something, the animated series, because you fucked up. That is a, <laughs> you're a big zero. And I'm talking to the fans of the live action adaptation. Because it just, I'm talking about the m- makers of the live action Netflix. adaptation. Talking, well, Netflix. Specifically or, the yeah. showrunner and the mm. writers. You, you didn't get it. You thought you did. You really thought you got it, but you got it the same way like um, some like 12 year old is like drinking beers by the creek and like wincing (laughs) with each sip just because like your older brother, you saw him drink beers. (laughs) You're a fool. It's so baffling to me that they took something so incredibly stylish and decided to, what if we could make this less stylish? And <laughs> and say less about society. Say <laughs> I less didn't watch about it. the I didn't future. <laughs> Everything about... I love like, that you hate watch the whole thing. Well, you, you have to. Because I'm such a fan of the animated series, I had to watch. Okay, and the, that's a real fan move. That you will sit through something you hate mm-hmm. and causes you bad th- feelings just to be able to talk more accurately about how and why it was not as good as the original. That's a real fan. Exactly. For this very moment, you watched hours and hours of garbage. For this <laughs> yeah. shiny moment. Luckily, only life. 10 hours of, of garbage. It's just offensively bad uh, compared to the source material, and it do- it does not live in a vacuum. It cannot live in a vacuum. And if it did, you better be happier in that vacuum because you're dead. And you're better off dead than watching <laughs> that series and having it stay with you. Uh, so in that respect, gatekeeping is a ten. I wow. I I think without thinking about that, I think my my like soft brain would be like, no, gatekeeping is bad. But no, it's your hard brain, the penis. <laughs> yes, it Thinks hasn't gotten hard mm-hmm. since my first COVID. I got COVID dick, but um, that's another thing. <laughs> So, yes, uh, gatekeeping. I fucked lots of guys with COVID. It's fine. Mm. Well, that's, I would advise (laughs) against that. But that's your life, and I'm not going to gatekeep that. Carolyn, what is your rating, and what are you comparing it against? I'm going to rate this against the Von Karstein dynasty from Total War, Warhammer. Oh, God, that's deep. The video games. Those are words. Yeah. Deep, Deep nerd. Keep your fucking shit out of my shit. <laughs> I'm going to rate it. The Von Karstens are an ancient vampiric dynasty. I'm so excited. This game, Total War Warhammer 3, comes out next month. And I... Oh, end of this month. Oh, it's Christmas. And I'm going <laughs> to shit myself with excitement. <laughs> and that's the nerdiest shit that I do. Hon- hon- Shitting. Okay. Shitting <laughs> yourself. Yeah. You shit in because the shape of Because I do it upside Batman. down. <laughs> I do it upside down like Spider-Man, actually. I dangle from my ceiling. Um, 
so I'm gonna the those vampires they're so great and so sexy except a lot of them have their noses fallen off because they're ancient so I'm gonna rate I'm gonna give them an eight and I'm gonna give gatekeeping a three Ooh, generous <laughs> plot twist I didn't know gatekeeping would would get such a low score from you it got a low score. I feel like I am a little confused about your rating system, but um, that's something that you can gatekeep from me. You know? that, that's fine. It actually is a rating system where depending on what you rated it, the thing against, the number could go up or down. Yeah, it's, it's a baffling. sliding, m- merging, bulging. It's bulging, like Wolverine's dick scale. I would say it is bulging. Scale. Yeah. If you were to rate puppies against murder... Well, puppies is a 10, murders is zero, right? Like, hypothetically. But if you rated puppies against 10 puppies, well, all of a sudden, puppy is zero, Slide. and 10 puppies mm-hmm. is 10. So, I'm going to need to see those puppies. Puppies! Come, come over anytime. I am talking about breasts when I say puppies. <laughs> I am not. You call breasts puppies? <laughs> I do. Let me see them puppies. Yo, Ma, let me suck on them puppies. Those oh. slobbering puppies. I call mine oh. hangers. Hangers? Sure. Heavy the, hangers. The, I mean, it's a descriptor, certainly. <laughs> wow. I call mine ocularis because they kind of look like eyes sometimes when it's like, you know, the week after I your know. period and mm-hmm. they're like all kind of droopier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's. I have to keep my shirt on because it's like staring at a weird clown face. So does Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we bring it all back. <gasps> Joe, your hair's so long. Oh, yeah, I don't think you've... People in the podcast usually don't see it. It's it's very long. It probably goes down it's to about here. glorious. Oh, thank That's you. It is nice glorious. curls. Looks awesome. Don't ever change, Joe. I have not kept don't it. I dreamed ever. of having a ponytail for so long, and now... And Carolyn changed <gasps> your, your hair since last time you were here, right? Me? Yeah, I cut all my shit off mm-hmm. because I don't have any desire to spend time styling my hair and now i just put a little pomade through it and i look like conan o'brien and it's fucking fucking great rules it's rocking i don't have his talent and i don't have his money (laughs) but i can have his hair but you have your ocularis and that's good enough for me he doesn't have that puppies dumb puppies (laughs) carolyn thank you so much for coming on shut up i love it thank you for having me this was such a blast i i I love uh seeing you guys digitally yeah, I do prefer seeing you all digitally, too. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, what's going on with you? Anything you want to plug? Any social media or other events that are happening oh, in your life? Golly gee willikers. Well, on Wednesday nights, I've got a show uh, on the You Jokes YouTube channel called Fuck, Mary Kill, Champion. Yeah, you Great show. You both have been on it. Yeah. Um, we bring three comedians against each other <clears throat> in a brutal battle of fucking, marrying, and killing. Very much. And it's a great time. So check that out Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. And then uh, in advent of that Total War Warhammer 3 game that's coming out at the end of the month, (laughs) I'm going to start streaming on Twitch again as a way purely to justify how much I'm going to be playing it. So I'm going to, you know, start streaming it. So buying the game will be a tax write-off. And then the money, the time I spend playing that game, I'll be earning revenue from. So I'm really... You know, I just made myself feel a little bit better about that. I'm I'm living the dream. I'm living I am living my best hey. life. Hey, that's the dream. A lot of people want that. 
You have it. I got it. Hey, promise you get Barb a little gift. A little something. <laughs> I will. And that's good. Joe, anything's going on with you that we should know about? There should. Besides uh, a new dog that you're holding so uh, yeah. dearly. We've got them puppies. Piper here, the puppy. She's got some good puppies, long ones for her size. Mm. Uh, but check out my sub stack. At, uh, you can check it out on my website, jokabea.com. It's also at cleankong.substack.com. By the time this comes out, I'm working on a piece about how the Canadian show Letterkenny is the best uh, modern uh, King Arthur adaptation uh, so talk about callback yeah it, it just came up I didn't even bring it up so mm. it's great how these things happen uh, and things like that are on it it's very fun go check it out and my classes are sold out so can't help you there follow us at shut up I love it one on all the platforms except LinkedIn we still haven't made it there and thank you Elizabeth Sully for the artwork Thanks, thank you Mr. Owl for this amazing track And thank you all for listening.